This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Deadliest day. We are at a very pivotal time in this pandemic. Getting tough in L.A. It's time to cancel everything president rants about election loss. This may be the most important speech I've ever made. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Staggering, record-shattering numbers in the coronavirus pandemic. 3,157 deaths in the U.S. yesterday and some 200,000 new cases. And hospitalizations now top 100,000 for the first time. CDC Chief Dr. Robert Redfield is warning of a dark winter ahead. I do think, unfortunately, before we see February, we could be close to 450,000 Americans have died from this virus. CBS's Adriana Diaz says some of the sickest of the sick are dealing with unimaginable issues. In hard-hit Tennessee, notary public Adrian Bowling has seen a surge in people desperate to get their affairs in order. People in ICUs. What is it like in the room when you're asking people in their hospital beds, what their wishes are, what they want for their will. It is a very sobering time. You can tell from the look in their eyes, it's almost as if it's becoming real that am I not going home? Correspondent David Begno has more on the stepped-up call to try to rein in the pandemic in Los Angeles. My message couldn't be simpler. It's time to hunker down. Mayor Eric Garcetti issued what's called a targeted safer at home order for everyone in the city, directing them to remain in their homes. It's time to cancel everything. And if it isn't essential, don't do it. There are tons of exemptions, not only for essential workers, but also for those who need to keep non-essential businesses running. Also exempt from the order are faith-based services and protests. The pressures on U.S. regulators now considering two vaccines for emergency use a day after one was approved in the U.K. Selfridges Department Store in Birmingham, England, reopening after four weeks of lockdown. At the same time, British regulators were announcing approval of 
of the Pfizer COVID vaccine. But British health officials are warning Brits not to relax their guard. The vaccine's benefits won't be felt for months. In the meantime, more than 55 million people in England are living under strict COVID restrictions, and everyone here remains under threat. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. The President of the United States did not address the pandemic in a long speech posted on social media. CBS's Stephen Portnoy says it was all about the unfounded election claims he's been making for the past month. For 46 minutes at a podium with the presidential seal, Mr. Trump ranted. This election was rigged. The Facebook post had the president repeating the same unfounded claims of fraud that have so far failed in court. We have so much evidence. But he offered only insinuations that voter signatures wouldn't match if checked or that machines somehow switched votes for Trump to Biden. It means you have to turn over the election. He called on the Supreme Court to, quote, do what's right. Because our country cannot live with this kind of an election. Results from Georgia's second vote recount are due out later today. They're not expected to alter the outcome. Georgia certified Joe Biden's win there. Republican lawyer Lynn Wood has argued state voting machines are rigged to help Democrats. And GOP voters should stay home in next month's Senate runoffs. They have not earned your vote. Don't you give it to them. Why would you go back and vote in another rigged election, for God's sakes? The Trump campaign has asked Wisconsin's Supreme Court to throw out more than 221,000 ballots in two counties. The state's Democratic governor calls it an assault on democracy. President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, is urging Michigan Republicans to push lawmakers to award the state's 16 electoral votes to the incumbent. What I'm holding in my hand are affidavits. These are sworn under oath. And they allege massive cheating, particularly on the part of the Democrat Party of Detroit. President-elect Biden won Michigan by 154,000 votes. CBS's Ben Tracy has the latest on the prospect of a possible slew of pardons before the president leaves office. The White House is dodging questions about reports that President Trump is considering preemptive pardons for three of his adult children and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner. None of his children has been charged with any crime. Ivanka Trump was deposed as part of an investigation into the misuse of inauguration funds. Donald Trump Jr. was investigated by special counsel Robert Mueller for contacts with Russians during the 2016 campaign. And Kushner provided false information while applying for his security clearance. But granting preemptive pardons is very rare. Now to Southern California, where CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti tells us there's a new fast-moving fire that threatens 21,000 people south of L.A. This entire canyon has gone up in flames. We're talking about flames as high as 50 to 60 feet high, driven by wind gusts up to 70 to 80 miles per hour. You see all of these embers blowing all over the place, sparking new fires, where we are a very remote canyon, but on the other side of it, a very heavily populated neighborhood. And it's unclear at this hour, as these flames continue to come over this mountainside, how many people evacuated in the middle of the night. A Hawaii couple is facing charges for boarding a San Francisco flight November 29th after testing positive for COVID-19. Airport officials advised them to quarantine, but police say they got on board anyway. They were arrested when the plane landed in Hawaii. There were 87 passengers on a Boeing 737 MAX for the first public flight following all the upgrades after a 20-month grounding because of two crashes. 
CBS's Chris Van Cleve was among those on the American Airlines flight from Dallas to Tulsa. Back in the air with passengers aboard. How comfortable are you flying the 737 MAX? I'm very comfortable. I'm comfortable with the changes that have occurred. Captain Peter Gamble flew us to Tulsa. We have the computer base, but more importantly, we have the simulator training which is really what we should have had from the beginning. American will be the first U.S. airline to resume MAX service starting December 29th in the middle of the holiday travel rush. Airline analyst Henry Hartevelt. I believe American Airlines wants to get its 737 MAX jets in the air because they are a very cost-effective airplane for the airline. American will notify passengers if they book on a 737 MAX, giving them the chance to make other arrangements if they want to. At least six people are missing and four homes have been destroyed after several mudslides in Haines, Alaska. The destruction came after heavy rains. Dozens of people were rescued and evacuated from the area. Rayford Johnson has died. He won the decathlon gold medal at the 1960 Rome Olympics and eight years later helped subdue Robert F. Kennedy's assassin. Get the gun, Rayford. Okay, now hold on to the guy. Hold on to him. Johnson called that one of the most devastating moments in his life. In 1984, he lit the torch to open the L.A. games. Rayford Johnson was 86 years old. A woman with an Internet following turns up dead. It's a mystery her friends and family want solved. The mother of a social media influencer who was found dead in Houston just wants to find out answers. I don't know what precipitated this, but... I feel like I will when this all pans out, and I will be an advocate for it not to happen to anybody else. Stacey Robinaugh says she knows it wasn't an accident that killed her 26-year-old daughter, Alexis Sharkey. City workers found her body on the side of the road in West Houston on Saturday. Police say her husband is cooperating. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. One of the first places locked down in the pandemic was Wuhan, China, where the coronavirus originated. The shutdown nearly put a local craft brewer out of business. But now things are thriving with a new beer called Wuhan Stay Strong. Labels pay tribute to doctors and emergency workers. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> 
Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.